you are listening to the Cigar Noise Boys. Now let me direct traffic for one minute. Now, let me tell you about this hyphy movement we got going in the bay. When I say something, you say it right back to me. You smell me? Isn't that tell me when to go? Yes, it is. E40? E40. Yep. Nice job. I'm proud Dude, of you, we just Tyler. Talked about, we talked about E40 for quite a while yesterday. Yeah. Did you think I would forget that or remember that? Well, you have a terrible track record, so I thought might as well give it a shot. Uh, what's up, everybody? Cigar Noise Boys here. Dom and Tyler joined this week by Mo of Patina. What's up? Ladies. Boys. Oh, my God. You like... By, by the way, I, I need to point something out. And this is something you may want to take take to Dave and, and figure out why this is. But Cigar Noise Boys podcast is not on the Cigar Noise app. Oh, we got to fix that. Because I remember when I asked him if we could use the name, he said, yeah, we'll hook it up to the app and everything. Shoot, man. You're welcome. Yeah, I'll have to hit him up because I know he's back in the States now. So uh, I think he's going to be, by the way, our sponsor, Cigar Noise, check out the app because now that everyone's all sheltered in place, he's going to be hosting some uh, virtual herfs coming up. So stay posted. Stay frosty. Stay frosty. Um, it's snowing here. I'm staying frosty. There you go. <sighs> Dom, what are you, what are you smoking, man? You're smoking something that looks like an explorer. Oh, the good stuff. This is an uh, El Rey de Mundo. <laughs> I knew it. I, I only knew smoked, that was Cuban. I, I only smoke Cubans, man. <laughs> smoking yeah, from California. Yeah. Um, I'm smoking a Patina Churchill, Connecticut. Nice. And, uh, uh, Mo, I don't know if you got a chance to listen to the last podcast I did with Nick, uh, Melillo. Um, we stole a segment from you guys about five cigars mm-hmm. smoked while you're quarantine, uh, quarantined. Yeah. And I believe, uh, I had the, this cigar in my top five. Nice, man. Yeah. yeah, this is my um, absolute yep. favorite Connecticut. The, the other four were Roma Craft. Uh, <laughs> there was one Roma Craft. Um, what was your five? Was, it was a uh, Roma Craft Neanderthal HN, Patina Connecticut Churchill, Padron 80 Year Maduro, uh, Surrogate um, Skullbreaker, and Foundation Eloense Robusto. That's a hell of a lineup. What were Nick's five, out of curiosity? Uh, Elwanse, Wise Man Maduro, Tabernacle. <laughs> Dude, we didn't ask him that, actually. I don't think we asked him. No. Um, we asked Dom what... We, I asked Dom for five. He could only name three. Well, because I gave you and the three that I actually lately, bought for... No foundation on. I only bought three cigars... Um, before I stopped, or I put a hold on my buying, 
So how many cigars do you have at home? Dude, I'm going to smoke through them. I think I've got, I haven't counted, but I think I have a good 50. Oh my Lord. Well, I have, I have almost a full box of really small. Actually, I might light that up next. Uh, the Regis Maduro's. So I have quite nice. a few of those. So, Mo, how is Chicago doing right now? Um, it's not. It's not good. It's not terrible. Um, I think. Well, look, Tyler, you and I have been talking uh, for a while. I mean, I even canceled my trip to Nicaragua that we were supposed to go on, and you ended up going. Um, you know, the writing for me was kind of on the wall that something bigger was going on so I, I kind of prepared myself a little bit maybe earlier than a lot of people but even now going back to like grocery stores and stuff trying to pick up you know things I forgot or, or whatever things that I need yeah man I mean people are obviously worried but not panicked I think I think when you get into panic is when things really start to go south so uh, yeah we haven't quite hit panic mode yet. Because man, I remember I was talking to you, and I'm like, Mike, you were like, you were on it like before it even like really came out, you know? Like, I was just kind of, I kept thinking, oh, this is like H1N1, this is like swine flu, you know, this is, you know, whatever, you know. I didn't think, and then it hit for me. It hit home, or it, it got real for me when they canceled the. NBA games. I'm like, holy shit, this is like, I've never fucking heard of that before in my life, you know? So that's when I started to get a little worried. And then on Sunday, I was start, I was getting really freaked out and I was looking at changing my flights. And then I talked to a guy at work who's really plugged in with the airline stuff. And he's like, I think you'll be off, you'll be fine. Um, but I mean, get back as soon as you can. But I think you'll be fine leaving Friday. And then he, you know, he was talking to me Friday. He's like, you're leaving today, right? I'm like, yeah, he's like, good. And um, the airport was, dude, my flight from Managua to Miami was completely full. And then uh, um, uh, the Miami to Chicago was pretty full. Um, and then I'm pretty sure I saw Claudio from Mumbacho on my flight. Uh, I think it was him. He was wearing a face mask, so I wasn't 100 percent sure if it was him or not. But um, yeah, I mean, he's got a young kid at home. I could, I could see why he might do that. That makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure. I mean, the guy was decked out in macho clothes, and um, I've never <laughs> met him. But that's a I'm dead giveaway. Sure you should have led with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, other people were uh, like, I was wearing a tattoo shirt. Am I P. Johnson? If you had a mask on, I'm pretty sure I could still tell you guys apart. If you had three wishes, you might be Tebow. Um, but look, it it doesn't take, you know, when you start to see billion-dollar enterprises take measures that will cost themselves a lot of money, um, to me, the writing's on the wall that there's something bigger than... Uh, you know, than these guys that are partying in Miami or partying on St. Patrick's Day are, are thinking. So, um, which I think is like the ultimate selfish act, uh, regardless of how serious you're taking this. Um, but yeah, man. So, 
yeah, it it was out there. I think I think the seriousness was out there the entire time if you were looking at the right places. Yeah, and obviously I wasn't because <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm I'm going, you know, <laughs> you know, uh, mm-hmm. and then it started to get real down in Esteli because I would say starting like Tuesday. I'd be walking around the factory and people would be fake coughing like I had coronavirus, you know. And then the next day, I see everybody. On Thursday, everybody in Esteli was wearing a um, a mask. And then the driver I had who drove me from Esteli to Managua wore a mask the whole the whole uh, trip. I'm like, <laughs> bro, I've been here since March second, bro. You know. Um, and the weird thing is, I actually got a cold when I was down in, in Esteli, and I actually went to the doctor down there. Um, they were worried that it was like a um, uh, fuck, uh, sinus infection, which I, I never had. But the thing is, um, I slept with the air conditioner pretty cold, so I woke up with a little bit of a cold, like a little runny nose and <laughs> a sore throat, so... I just thought but, you, um, you couldn't hang smoking all that uh, tobacco. Actually, I think it might have been because um, I was in um, Condega with um, Indiana Ortez, and I was smoking through um, individual tobaccos, and they were, some of them were super fucking strong. And uh, uh, I think that might have, I mean, that wipes you out. Like, if you're just smoking, like, Ashley LaHaro, Dominican LaHaro, like, Mo's done this a million times. Like, it hits you, man. That, especially, you know. What? Yeah, no, you're right. Absolutely, bro. Dude, I was, uh, I was very sad that I missed this trip. Um, I really was excited to go. Um, but being the caretaker or one of the caretakers of elderly parents, uh, I felt like I had a responsibility to be smart about this. So. Yeah. You know, just, uh, it's unfortunate, man. But we'll get through it. People just need to be smart. And uh, I'm glad you didn't, uh, you know, get in any motorcycle accidents or anything, Tyler. <laughs> yeah. Tyler, uh, Tyler was playing Hell's Angel in SLE. A ghost rider, yeah. He's wearing a full yeah. leather suit, leather jacket oh, be... with the leather <laughs> pants. <laughs> Oh, I would pay to see that. Um, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I mean, it, it wasn't the same without my travel buddy, but uh, <laughs> well, I mean, there's, the thing is, it's always gonna be there. So, um, you know, whenever Hopefully. next time you go, man, I'm I'm down. Yeah, I'm hoping uh, sometime before. Uh, well, we were talking about this a little bit before we started, but. You know, uh, assuming that PCA is still on, I, I would like to get there before that. But uh, if not, then that just gives us more time to get down there uh, whenever. So, yeah, definitely in the near future, assuming this all blows over uh, soon. Nice. Um, Rich has a question for you. Mukal Rich. Uh, he wants to know... Um, Everyone knows, Mo, that you're a superhero, and every superhero has an origin story. Were you bitten by a radioactive spider, or what? How did it happen? That's a stupid bitten. question. <laughs> I, That's a rich question. Mo, <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, no, I was I was bitten by 
wasn't bitten by shit, actually. I was just sick of my... Yeah, I mean, man. I don't know, bro. It's just like... We talked about this a little bit, but it really just started all with Sultan's smoke, right? It just led to one thing and led to another. And I was talking about it on our podcast last week. I was in a shop in Arizona... And some guy was like, oh, you're you're the dude that did the Sultans of Smoke? And I'm like, yeah. He goes, yeah, and black label, like, Facebook groups, like, that cigar is considered a unicorn or something like that. Yeah. And, um, you know, man, I just thought it was interesting. But really, that that's kind of how it all started and just kind of morphed into eventually Patina. And by the time I started Patina, my palate had changed so much from, uh, let's say, the Sultans of Smoke. And, and if people were to smoke that cigar, they'd be like, damn, is this... You know, this is the same dude. Uh, obviously, Drew and I did the Sultan stuff together, but yeah, man, it's been a journey, that's for sure. Were you the first um, project they did? Oh, that the new factory. So I'm gonna throw some some old school shit at you. It was one of the ones they were doing at that time. The other was a brand called La Providencia or something like that. I don't know if you guys remember this cigar. But it was like a white, blue, and black band. And it came out at pretty much the same time that, that Drew and I did the Sultans. What year? Uh, I believe this was early 2016. Late 2015, early 2016. I've heard of that brand before, but I never tried their stuff. I mean, it um, was, it was uh, I, I believe it was a one cigar thing. I haven't heard of them since. And I believe that was the name of the brand. I, but that um, was... Underground has a lot of their stuff, and I see Boston Jimmy smoke a lot of their stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it's either two brothers or a father or son. I always just thought the bands looked really cheap. Of what um, cigars, bud? The La Provence, whatever the fuck, what they do now. I just thought the, the bands, it's like, but I think Underground does a lot with them still. But I've never seen that cigar you're talking about. Let me look up that brand now. I see it on underground all the time. Um, so how did, can you talk about how that salt and smoke cigar came to be and how that all worked out? Believe it or not, bro, and I got to give credit where credit is due, but that was Drew. I mean, he's like, hey, dude, do you want to do some cigars for the podcast? And I'm like, and this was when we were still trying to figure out a way to monetize the podcast, which at this mm. point we kind of just do it for fun. But... um so he was like, yeah, man, let's do this. I'm like, well, all right, well, who the hell's going to make us a cigar? And so we were, believe it or not, so we were one of the first people to ever review Black Label cigars. And then we were also one of the first, if not the first, to review Southern Draw. This is going back to 2014, oh, wow. right? And so um, Drew had somehow created a relationship with James Brown. He had met him, I think, at an event in Tulsa because at that time, Black Label was really only known in Texas and a little bit in Oklahoma. And so, um, yeah, man, then they bought the new factory, and and my guess is they were probably looking for business, and that's kind of how it happened. So, Can you, um, like, how many, so you had two blends, right? How many did you guys... uh... Um, how many were there? Like, how many did you guys make? I think it was like 200 boxes of 20 for each blend. I think it was like 4,000 cigars total. Wow, that's, a lot, that's a lot of cigars for uh, for you guys to do. 
Yeah, man, we were we were a bit ambitious. We ended up selling most of them, though, and we have a little bit left, which we're going to re-release. And these are originals; they're not uh, they're not new. So th- these are going to be four year old cigars, five year five year old cigars. Cool. Is that going to be through one shop, or are you gonna or like can we order that? How does that work? We're trying to do it through one shop that wanted them, but um, they've been a little little slow to pull the trigger. And then this, obviously, stuff that's going on is not helping, but we'll figure it out. If not, then we'll, uh, you know, we'll start, we'll probably look to divvy them up amongst a few different retailers. Yeah, that's something that I know um, well, Lake Country would be interested in. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we, we do well with, um, I mean, it's completely different than, than your stuff, but um, I think that'd be a cool... Um, I would like to have a couple boxes. You've given me a couple samples and or a couple of them, and, and they're they're good. If you like black label, it yeah. fits into that. I I like those. Um, they're I'm undeniably still trying to, black label. Yeah, no doubt uh, about it. I ran into them. They were doing a factory tour, so I ran into Angela one night and a few people at Famous, which is like a, a sports bar in Esteli. And then I ran into them at, um, we ate dinner at Darren's place, La Finca de Mesa or something. And then, um, I ran into Angela at, uh, in that, that same factory tour at, uh, a restaurant, a Colombian restaurant, um, that overlooks Esteli. Um, I haven't been to their factory yet. Um, I, I gotta check that out one day. But for me, it's like, I'm not just gonna bust. I'm not just gonna come to your factory, especially when you're doing a factory tour and people are paying. Like, it just doesn't seem like, you know, not that they wouldn't welcome me, but it just kind of feel like, you know, you don't want to bother people. So, here we go. I don't know if you can see that. That's a uh, hostage. Yeah, it's uh, Providencia cigars. Is yeah, that, I don't uh, know. You think it might be something different? It might be, man. Well, he I said mean, white, blue, and black label. That was clearly red and white. <laughs> no, I'm, yeah. I'm not was, talking. I'm talking about the fucking brand. No, I'm not talking about the the cigar. It's, it's all right, man. You could be color blind. No, I'm dope. that was directed at Dom because uh, I know Dom pushes your buttons. I know Dom's not oh, used you, to talking to other people. <laughs> he's used to talking to himself. That's true. Yeah, himself, himself wearing sunglasses. Children. Yeah, children. So no one that listens to you. Hey, do you guys get stir crazy? Like I feel no. like I could be in my apartment for like two or three months and not have a problem. Mm-hmm. But I know one of my housemates, my girlfriend, just can't stand it. It's been like four days, and they need to go do something and i i don't know i just feel like maybe cigar people are different that way we're more comfortable just lounging reading a book watching something on television on the computer enjoy a nice puzzle uh, yeah (laughs) trying to fit the pieces of the puzzle to my life this has been too much time this downtime to think about everything um I don't know, man. I, yeah, I think it's natural to get stir crazy. Like I always tell people, it's not about not going out. It's about being told not to go out. 
And so that gets people in and of itself. That makes people stir crazy, right? Like I can't do something. Yeah. yeah. What What really tripped me out is I saw on Twitter, uh, Santa Clara County posted, like they're finding people. They're asking you to report businesses that are still open that shouldn't be open. That feels like it's straight out of like Fahrenheit 451 reporting people with books. Yeah, that that's ridiculous. I, look, the the reality, man, is there are going to be police officers that are going to see businesses open and that aren't going to do a damn thing about it. Everybody's got to eat. Everybody's got to survive. Yeah. The onus should not be on the business owner. The onus should be on the consumer to be smart and to understand that I got to take care of myself. And if I take care of myself, I'm taking care of everybody else. And so if you go to a, like, let's say a cigar shop is open right now and they're, they're grab and go, or they're only curbside, mm-hmm. just fucking keep it that way. Don't try to push things, man. Yeah. You know, and that's when stupid stuff happens. Um, Mo, I'm just looking at, I'm admiring the cigar and, uh, I really love the, I don't know what color that is. That teal, maybe? Patina color? Are you serious? What, what, what is that? Do you know color? what patina What's it? means? Yeah, I'm asking what the color is it's called. It's a spelling though. word Dom. I teach. My Dom, I, I I understand. I'm asking you what the color is. Patina isn't the color. Patina is a process. You fucking Who moron. The color what color too? is it? This is great. Uh, so you say this is a patina colored cigar, fan? I, I would. What yes. color is that? It, it's like a teal. That's the closest like thing you can say about it. But I would. When people ask me, I'm like, it's patina colored. Because it's the same color, or close to the same color of patina. It's like if I went, it's a uh, cool color. Tyler, if I was serving you some sushi, so sashimi, give you some salmon, and you're just like, oh, this is a nice pink color. No, dude, it's salmon color. <laughs> it's literally salmon. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying, the color looks really nice on the, that's why I've always admired about your Connecticut, is the wrapper. Um, is it like a certain like great or because it's like you have the nicest like connecticut wrapper i've seen on a cigar well you saw them you were there oh yeah i was <laughs> you've seen them you see how they're done um so, so the the reality is the the wrapper from mombacho and to noxa are they're they're different they're the same obviously connecticut ecuador but they are from different that's one of the things that changed on the cigars the supplier for that reference. Nice. But they look very similar. And it smokes. As time has gone on, uh, after the factory switch, they're smoking more and more similar to the uh, to the Casa Favilli ones. Hey, I think maybe even better. But. Question, maybe for both of you, but um, Tyler, when you guys get in a, uh, a new year of a cigar or a new blend let's say uh with the patina you have the new boxes and the uh slightly tweaked well i'm not saying tweaked blend you're using like you said a different uh wrapper are you going to sell out all of your original blend first or do you just put the new ones on the shelf how's that work um i just put them on the shelf i mean like people like nerds like me and rich not you but like me and rich we'll dig for that like if, if, if we know 
Like, we'll say, hey, this is the guy that you you know, we'll grab this, you know. Oh. I mean, you're, you're trying to besmirch me by calling me, you're saying that I'm not a nerd. So, uh. I'm just, well, you're, he's... no, you're a dweeb. <laughs> um, <laughs> I just, you know, punch and, you in the face. You over, you, we brushed over this before, and I'm surprised Mo didn't say anything, but you're always mentioning this girlfriend. Can you, guys, if you actually believe this, can you send me a message on, on our Instagram, the Cigar Noise Boys Instagram, if you believe Dom has a girlfriend? Just, just type, send a message, yes or no, and then, because Dom's always bringing it up. Like, it's like, hey, Dom, how's your day? Well, my girlfriend came over, you know, anything, any. any you have to mention any chance you get. You mention her, her. Dom, um, are you are you insecure in your relationship? This is not a Mante Teo situation. Here. Um, I Tyler, did hear that. Man- you realize you can yeah. just do an Instagram poll, yes or no. All right, fine. Uh, I heard Monte Teo's girlfriend's got coronavirus. Who? <laughs> Monte Teo's girlfriend. Who's that? Remember that was a you whole remember? ordeal. In, was he still in college? Yeah, he got catfished. Oh, <laughs> it, it oh, like, the uh, linebacker dude. Yeah, then yeah. his girlfriend died, and and but they had never met. And it was some dude. <laughs> hey, um, so basically, you're saying, well, look, Dom, I I think if we rewind a little bit here, what Tyler was originally getting at. And I think what Mukau Rich also asked me to ask you is, how do I put this lightly? There seems to be an underlying questioning of your commitment to cigar smoking. <laughs> and people are wondering if with this hiatus from employment, if you are going to take it as an opportunity to increase the frequency in which you enjoy cigars. Almost definitely. I tried to ask that as lightly as possible without... I I hope you could appreciate that. Like my my girlfriend would prevent me from smoking cigars or something? Assuming she exists, possibly. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, So, Well, what's going to happen, it'll be interesting. Um... So yeah, I've I've been doing more reviews and enjoying cigars in the morning with a cup of coffee, which I never get to do. So that's real nice. Right. Um, but in two weeks, I'm waiting out. So I'm sheltering in place last week, this week. Uh, but coming up in two Thursdays, I'm gonna, as long as I'm I don't have any symptoms, I'm not going out. Um, plan on visiting my folks, uh, for Easter. And I'm going to bring her with me because she hasn't met them. They haven't met her yet. Um, but when I'm no one's met her. You sure it's not best to keep it that way? <laughs> Come on. When I <laughs> got a she I've met her whole family multiple times. Supposedly. There um, needs to be an asterisk next to all of these claims. My goodness. But no, when I when I, visit, I mean, Tyler's got a point. I mean, I'm not trying to start shit. When I visit my dad, uh, we like to smoke cigars together. That's how I started smoking cigars. Uh, right. I remember you saying that. Yeah. So I'm going to be doing that. And she'll probably not be outside with us, but 
she was over the other day and I was out here doing a review and she was inside getting some work done. She's trying to learn sign language, actually. So, Dom, I, listen, man, I got to give you absolute credit. Your reviews, and I mean, I know we've spent a, a decent amount of time here kind of giving you shit, but your reviews are absolutely awesome to watch. I mean, it literally feels like there are two different people. The way you could switch personalities is both amazing and scary at the same time. Well, it's like you, you um, there... I think of it as when you go into a business meeting, you're mm-hmm. going to behave one way. When you're hanging out with the boys, you're going to have a different way of talking. But it's just more exaggerated in both ends of the spectrum. And the, the review I'm going to be posting today, I go full pretentious on one side. But why are you smoking aroma craft? No, it's the Cuban man. Uh, uh. Pinky's <laughs> up. Can you do me a, a? Can we do a podcast in your alter ego one time? Like uh, you're in character the whole episode. We could, yeah. I mean, the the pirate episode, <laughs> the lost episode was kind of close to that almost. Well, did you hear about but, this thing? No. We did an episode with JP uh, Fingers and Rudy, 808 Rudy. Uh-huh. And Dom got annihilated on a school night. And uh, he kept threatening to punch me. He uh, kept mentioning Pirate Month, like he's obsessed with Pirate Month. Pirates. And yeah, he got a he got wasted pretty quick. He tried to keep up with JP. And he, it, it's not, not it's, it's not going to happen. No, I can't hang anymore. Uh, Tom, what what number cigar is that of the day? This is my second. Is this, okay. All right. So here's a question for you guys, Tyler and I. I have, obviously Tyler spent enough time with me to know this, but I don't enjoy smoking a cigar unless I eat first. So, how many cigars can you smoke before you feel like you gotta you gotta replenish the system again? For you guys, both of you. Uh, I'll say. Well, it depends how soon I ate and how large of a meal. So I had uh, woke up kind of late because I was up till two playing Call of Duty. <laughs> um, but I had three potatoes and two eggs, so I had a massive brunch. But I, I feel like I can go three comfortably before I feel like I need to eat again. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, I'm the same way. I can't, I can't smoke unless I've eaten something. But uh, I feel like since I had uh, the, the procedure done, I eat, a, I mean, a million times less, but a little more frequent. Um, so probably two before I need to get something. Yeah, that's where I'm at. Um, yeah, uh, I'll tell you what though, I smoked a shit ton yesterday, and my palate is absolutely fucked right now. Like, it's just, I don't know what it is. Well, I don't um, know, maybe it's the 10 cigars a day you were smoking for the last three weeks. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, Bro, uh, you just you just keep going. Oh, who's that handsome stuff? That's Matt. Hey, there's Mo. 
Hey, Matt. And then, uh, Dom, that's uh, Matt, the owner of the shop. Big hey, this is Tyler. Well, I can't yeah. hear you. <laughs> no, no, that sounded like a man. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that sounded like a man. How long are you here till? You leaving? Oh, sweet. All right, hurry up, guys. I want to hang on with Matt. <laughs> he does that to me all the time. Just like that. All right, get out of here. I'm in his office. <laughs> Sorry, sir. For those no, that you don't know, for those that don't know and haven't been to Wisconsin, if you ever get out to the Milwaukee area, you absolutely have to stop at Lake Country. It is the shop in the state of Wisconsin. No doubt Thank about it. Thank you. I'll tell Matt you said that. It's true, though. It's definitely true. Um. Hey. Oh, hey, real quick, let me ask Matt this question. Um, Matt, if you, how many cigars can you can you smoke on an empty stomach? A cigar? Can I ask specifically? Yeah. Yeah. He can. Now, can you smoke like, let's say you eat lunch and then you smoke a few cigars? How many cigars can you smoke before you got to eat again? Wow. Uh, two. I mean, I've, two. I haven't done the research, but I'm gonna say two. He thinks yeah. he can smoke two. Yeah. Without eating anything. But you can also smoke an empty stomach, which I can't. So. Yeah, even on the road, man. Like, I'll, I'll at least have a protein bar and co- I'll drink coffee. And then I could have a cigar. But I can't just, like, light up without eating something. Yeah, I always bring uh, a, speak- a cliff bar into the lounge to munch on after probably my second, usually. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, T-Bone, I know you got the tracksuit on. You're feeling a little fresh. We get it. Let's go. I got the hat. I like, I like the hat's looking. I need to get a patina hat, but my head's yeah, I don't have one that, yeah. Um, it's that dude, canister. I, yeah. <laughs> a lot of and brains in there, bro. I know. I got to buy a, a couple shirts for you when you get shirts again, because those shirts are badass. Um, I wasn't going to say, fuck. oh, uh, my uh, food. Um, when I was down in Esteli... Um, Gus Mo made me eat a lot of different foods. Um, I don't like salads, but I had to eat it like four nights in a row. You don't um, like any salad? I, no, I don't like tossed. cold vegetables. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't like cold veggies. Um, so I had no problem eating. Like I was eating broccoli, which I hadn't had in twenty years. Carrots, squash. <laughs> what are you doing? Pumpkins. I have a, a baby. Baby's palate, and I told Gus that. And Gus is like, "You have a really good palate, but um, you just, you're afraid to try stuff." Dude, a baby's palate. I tried palate, some too. Did your uh, parents feed you Gerber? You go I through the, the baby. Go through the baby. Oh, hold on. Rock and roll. Is that a, um, is that a bro dozer? No, it was a Mustang. Orange. Got some neon orange going on. But no, Tyler, you go go through the baby aisle again. When I was a baby, I was eating. Like mushed up carrot and what was a green one? It was like pea or something. Peas, not pea. Oh, split split pea? Yeah. Dude, I was eating probably like I was probably eating chicken McNuggets and shit. Yo, actually when I was when I was I think a freshman college, I had a craving for (laughs) for uh, this uh, food I didn't have since I was a kid. It was like this rice meal for babies and so i went and bought some and all my floor mates were just like what are you doing man <laughs> it wasn't as Something good weird it wasn't as good as i remember um 
have I, you I been, don't even know what to say to that. I don't know either, but have you been to Shakey's? Shakey's Pizza? Down? I, I have a Shaker's near me, but not Shakey's, no. What, is it called? It's called Shakey's, right? It's like a pizza buffet. It's not out here. Well, it must be. It's in like San Diego, L.A., but I don't know how often you make it down there. You ever been there, Mo? Shakey's? No. Uh, they had they had one in Wisconsin that closed. That was neither here nor oh. there. But Dom, what are you drinking? Uh, some Diplomatico. That's what did you put the whole bottle? No, look how small this is. Hanford comparison. This is small glass, but I didn't want to keep going see. back and refilling. That's a wine glass, and it's full. It's, it's not a wine glass. It's, it's a whiskeys of the world San Jose glass. It's supposed to, I don't know what you call it. There's a name for it. Oh, sorry. It's not you're a like one of those, You're like one of those women who have a big <laughs> goblet, and they say, I'm only having one glass, and it's a, you can fit the whole bottle in the glass. That's you. Oh, I yeah. used, I used yeah, to have like a bucket. one of those massive wine glasses where you pour in a full bottle of wine, and it looks like just a normal pour. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, I could see your girlfriend having either a live, laugh, love sign in her living room or a gather sign or eat, eat here in the kitchen. She actually does that type of, I, we've talked about this. She used to do that type of, um, those posters to make money after high school. Tyler, I, I think there's, there's starting to be a little bit of an unhealthy obsession with the status of Dom's uh, relationship. <laughs> yeah, stay away, it's just, bro. It's complete. It's a complete BS. Is the only thing I'm getting at. I mean, do other people share this sentiment, or are you the only one that, or are you just like pretending that other people say this? There's, we we just well, when Dom was <laughs> super drunk, we were talking about it. Me you know, and JP. Is there a bro code? What is the bro code? On what? Just in general. So, um, let's say uh, your bro breaks up with his girlfriend, so his ex now. Is she completely mm-hmm. off limits no matter what? Yes. Yes. But what if you're, okay. you two were actually made to be together? Fuck you and fuck her. <laughs> it's, it's off limits. All right. There you go. Here's another question. Or here's another and Mo, you don't have, Mo, you don't have to answer this because I'm sure you have tons of experience with this, hearing about it being on the road. If you own a cigar shop, and let's say you're not there every day, and your girlfriend or wife works there, don't have her work there because everyone at the shop gunning for her, and everyone else is gunning for her too. Unless you completely trust her, I would not uh, advise that. <laughs> Right? Um, I'm just saying, unless you completely trust your girlfriend or wife, I suggest she does not work at the cigar shop. Because every one of the patrons are gunning for her. No way. If if she's a wife or girlfriend of the owner of the shop, I feel like it's definitely everyone knows she's off limits. Yeah, and that's why they want, that's why they, they want to try that. I don't it's know. I don't, not, not everybody subscribes to the bro code. Let's put it that way. But, That's what but, I'm trying to say. But more importantly, look, at, if you are married or, or have a significant other and you own a retail shop, 
and you don't trust your significant other enough to put them in that environment, I certainly understand why. But if it came down to it and it's like hire a $15 an hour employee or my wife can help me out, we could save money on this new shop we just bought or whatever. Like, dude, if you can't trust her, like that says more about your relationship, I feel like, than anything else. Yep. I just um, feel like... But I get what you're saying, T-Bone, and you're 100% right on the gunning for aspect. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Okay, more so than... but, but hey, listen, man, everybody gunned for Jordan and the Bulls in the 90s and nobody won, so, you know, it don't matter. Right? You can gun all you want. Keep shooting. Shooters but if you have the shoot. right person, it doesn't matter. Yeah, shooters are going to shoot, man, but it doesn't... And I feel like at least the, the clientele at the lounges I go to, they're all usually older dudes, and... None of them are. Those are the creepiest. Not not the ones around <laughs> yes. me. It's when there's an event, like uh, when uh, Cigar Vixen or another influencer comes, then the lounge is packed with a bunch of people that I've never seen before. But I feel like yeah. the, the usuals, at least around here, aren't the ones you have to watch out for. Look, I, I've taken a different a stance on this. Although I'm not, a, I, I don't agree with the thirst trapping and all of that nonsense that some of these people do. I'm going to say this, that at some point, these guys that just sit and, and throw themselves and, and make these comments, shame on you. Shame on you. Okay. Just because somebody, you think somebody opens the door doesn't mean that you have to walk through it. Have some self-respect. Keep your fucking mouth shut and smoke your cigar. I agree. This is us getting serious. <laughs> All right. Uh, time for the words of the day segment. So, Mo, oh I'm going to give you a word. Uh-huh. Uh, word that I teach to middle school. And I want you to try <laughs> to use it in a sentence pertaining to uh-huh. cigars. Uh-huh. And then Tyler will follow with a... Um, where do you get the words from, Tyler? Urban Dictionary. Yeah, we'll follow with an Urban Dictionary <laughs> word as well. Oh, That's going to be fun. All right, let's do it. The word of the day is gregarious. It's a sixth grade spelling word. G-R-E-G-A-R-I-O-U-S. Gregarious. Gregarious means like uh, you just do a lot of something right or is it bad i'm not going to tell you you have to give it a give it a shot can you use it in a sentence not before (laughs) you (laughs) okay um tyler smoked a gregarious amount of cigars in nicaragua i think i used it wrong i know the word i just can't remember what the hell it means um, so there is a second definition. It applies a little bit more, but not quite. Okay. Tyler, you want to give that a shot? Gregarious? Yeah. Um, Mo makes really, really good cigars. And he is a very gregarious person. That works, I think. But it doesn't quite hint at the meaning if you don't know what it is. <laughs> He's <laughs> right, banking on the fact Mr. that it's English positive teacher. and not negative. All right, let's go, Mr. English teacher. Correct us. So, gregarious means sociable. Oh, yeah. Um, root, uh, grex or gregus, same word. 
or same root for congregation, like a gathering. The second definition yeah. refers to animals uh, wanting to live in a flock or a group. So, Dude, like, do you, do you build a, the school district by the hour? Like, are you going to like write this down and then you're going to like, I was teaching these morons the word gregarious and, and, uh, you know, like an attorney, you have like billable hours. If I could, that'd be sick. (laughs) Work, work from home. Yeah. All right, Tyler, hit us up. Uh, the word of the day is brat hog. Who? What? B, B, R, B, R, A, P, H, O, G. It's a noun. Um, I forgot you know what a noun is. My goodness. Yeah, it's a noun. Okay. Brap hog. These brap hogs are not loyal. There you go. That works. Really? But it doesn't give any clues of what it is. No, but it sounds. I was gonna say like, uh, this brap hog walked into the lounge. And crop dusted everyone. Oh my god, you are really... He nailed it! Let's go! Because when I hear brap, I think of like someone farting loudly. A human female whose life is fully devoted to the sole purpose of creating big farts. Brap hogs are typically fed a high-calorie diet made up of mostly protein, fiber, and soda. Let's go. Let's do it. What's wrong with you guys? (laughs) Uh, that's a good question. Yeah, um, like T Bone, you look like a whole different person. Thank you. I never said it was good. Thing. No, I'm kidding, man. You look great, bro. Thank you. Listen, man, I've been a big proponent of of T Bone and in his uh, path uh, to losing weight and all of that. So, man, it's 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 a proud moment. And actually, for, couldn't, for everybody, couldn't have done that, done that at a better time because I've heard, or at least the rumor is that uh, this thing going around is going to impact America different than Europe and Asia because of our obese population. I can see that. Um, Wait, what are you trying to say, man? I'm saying you did a good thing because you're going to be uh, probably less susceptible, or if you get it, you'll have a much better chance of. Uh, punch in the face i appreciate that yeah <laughs> what was that from he's like that's not a compliment he's like, oh thank you not a compliment <laughs> <laughs> i don't know well that's actually on a less positive note uh, i'm not going to mention his name but uh someone we all know uh cigar smoker he's actually going to be limiting himself to one a week just because he also has asthma. So I'm wondering, yeah, ooh, cigar so. cigar smokers in general are older and mm-hmm. usually out of weight. So I'm wondering how people are treating this. Hopefully they're taking it seriously. We'll see, you guys. Look, at, at, let, me, let me tell you this, man. Look, it, my goal is to sell as many cigars as I can, but I don't even look at it like selling cigars. You're building a brand that people trust, and so they reward that trust by buying your cigar, right? So the goal is to move as many cigars as possible. But as a human being, I need to tell people this, and this is more important than any amount of money or any amount of cigar sales. If you have a compromised immune system, 
in the way that coronavirus attacks your immune system or your respiratory system from what we understand about it. To limit your cigar consumption is not necessarily a bad thing. And I know a lot of guys want to take this opportunity to, to smoke more and to relax and this and that. But if you are already at risk for whatever reason, right, you have some sort of ailment, cigar smoking or cigarette smoking or whatever is not going to help you. So be smart about it. You know, I think just like anything, moderation, be smart, understand yourself and act accordingly. Yep. Give up smoking and start doing um, math or something. <laughs> right. Hey, right. No, here's the, here's the, the sad thing about this Corona thing is my dad's got heart problems and um, he's quarantining himself for me. He's like, yeah, uh, I, yeah, I can't have you come over, you know. No, and he's right. uh, Yeah, and um, he's 53, but he's got um, serious health problems. He was exposed to something when he was in a desert storm. So he's, uh, I mean, he's doing, he just had a procedure a couple weeks ago. So I definitely, and he's, he's actually still working. He's, um. Uh, electric technician at the post office so i'm worried about him going to work and i hope he um has some sick time where he can take some time off because if i don't want you know he's already probably got a shortened life than most people and then uh um i don't want him to get this thing and i well, dude i was looking up this, the testing for this thing bro i don't want any part of this they put that Cotton, no, and I've had experience with people shoving shit up my nose um, when I had no, the. Uh, I thought that was going a different direction. Uh, <laughs> they, dude, they put this this cotton swab in your nose and like all the way back, like. Yeah. Someone said it's like somebody's poking their their, their brain, so I don't I don't want any part of that. And yeah. I've had big needles. <laughs> Hold on. I've had uh, I've had needles in my nose. I've had scissors. I've had uh, um, uh, camera tobacco like the Tyano. Tribes yeah, that would man. stick I'm tobacco up their nose. But Tebow, so first of all, so it's kind of it looks like you're gonna have to you know make sure that your dad's okay, right? And, and keep checking on him. And and you're not the only person that probably has parents that are at risk. I know I do. Um, so it's important to be smart around them. What I've done is uh, my brother is an endodontist, so he does root canals. So oh. he has these, you know, obviously like latex gloves or whatever. So whenever I'm in the house with them, I wear these latex gloves if I'm going to touch anything, right? Just little measures like that. I, I don't go near them. You know, I'm just like, hey, whatever. Um, just little stuff like that. People just have to be mindful, man. And, uh, but here's the thing is nobody could take care of you better than you could take care of yourself. So these people that are putting themselves in these situations to, to contract it just doesn't make any sense to me. Just don't get it. Like the fucking spring breakers down in spring break. Again, you know, and that, and that's how it multiplies, man. That's how it multiplies. I need your opinion, Mo, on uh, Dom's leather coat. I think it looks like a bit oversized for him. It is. Is oversized. that big on you, Dom? No, it's um, it's not big on me, but it's not skin tight. What what look are you going for? 
Little yeah. Steve McQueen, little <laughs> Harrison for Ford. Look. I just put on clothes. John Travolta so from Greece. <laughs> I don't have the hair for that. Indiana Jones. <laughs> hey, um, speaking of health in this time, big thing going around is uh, workouts you can do at home. Mm. Um, my my gym's closed down. Yep. Uh, Mo, what's your routine? What do you suggest people do? Just uh, so like body it, weight exercises or whatnot. So it's been nothing so far, to be honest with you. My gym closed last or this past Tuesday. So I was going to the gym through Tuesday of this week. Um, I've taken the last couple of days off uh, just trying to figure out. I will tell you, um, Julian Smith on Instagram. Hey. Oh, continue. I know Julian Smith, uh, old school on YouTube. I don't know if it's the same guy, though. Um, he is, uh, arms race nutrition, has his own gym, bodybuilding, uh, .com guy. Different guy, different Julian Smith. Never mind. Okay. So Julian Smith, I think he's smith.julian on Instagram, but he has some, first of all, that guy always has really cool exercises that you could do at the gym, different ways to, you know, hit different angles and stuff like that. But, um, he's got some interesting at home stuff using luggage and, uh, garbage, uh, garbage cans and and stuff like that that you're going to have around the house sacks of so potatoes I thought that was pretty cool if you have those yeah, yeah because i mean i was wondering because um biceps if you don't have some uh some dumbbells at home it's kind of tough and back too but I, I did a bunch of push-ups my brothers and dad were trying to do 500 push-ups uh the other day and i felt my lats the next day i didn't expect that Push-ups are an amazing exercise even in and of themselves. Even body weight squats are really good. You could do lunges, body weight. Um, you know, you could change the angle of the push-ups that you're doing to hit different parts of your arm. Your right biceps are going to be hard. Back's going to be a little bit hard um, unless you have stuff that you could literally row, right? Yeah. So. Well, I was trying to think if I could get, like, one of my housemates to – uh, go into like a, not a pike position, but like, a, um, we'll just <laughs> go completely straight. <laughs> First call girl. Hard around you. No, if they go just completely straight and if you could like lean over and kind of row them like a bent over row, but then you're taking their head near your crotch. So that doesn't really work. I, I don't, Dom, you better, yeah, let's just. <laughs> You might want to edit that portion out. That doesn't sound like a that doesn't sound like a workout that sounds like something else. Fornication. Dude, I love that um Adam Sandler bit where it's is it working out or having sex? Um he did a, a comedy album back in the day. It was pretty fucking funny. Um well, so uh, Mo, I you you put this on Instagram today, so I'm going to ask you about it. Um, Maduro, yes. What's the status on that? For Patina Maduro, it, you know, uh, just waiting for it to try to get out of Nicaragua, man. So, factory told me this week coming up, we'll see. Assuming that they don't shut down or uh, you know imports are shut down or, or whatever, but 
Uh, it's something I would at least like to definitely get into the market uh, before this stuff uh, gets better, so I can just hit the ground running once once it's uh, once this stuff blows over. And that's uh, two sizes, right? Mm-hmm. For right now, what, mm-hmm. what sizes are they? Uh, Robusto, which I call rustic, five by fifty-two, and an oxidation, which is a double Toro, six by fifty-six. Nice. So, yeah, I would like to get that out into the wilds. We'll see. Uh, what do you think the benefit is uh, when you name a Vitola? So you have a special name for the Toro. Because I know some companies do that, some don't. Look, man, I'm going to be real with you. That was my attempt at being boutique. Okay? All right. Boutique. Yeah, boutique. And in in hindsight, if I, I would have just called them whatever they are, right? Probably. Um, because we've, I know Tyler and I have talked about this. Anybody who knows me, I've talked about this with them. The goal of Patina is not to be a boutique brand, right? It is, it is meant in the way the cigars smoke, I believe, have an appeal that could rival, um, brands that are much bigger than mine well hey you're a luxury brand now well yeah maybe and and that's and it's not even man it's about giving people an ultra premium experience at a premium price i know my i know there are cigars that are cheaper than patina i get that but they also don't use the tobacco that i use and then there are ultra premium cigars that i use the same tobacco as those guys and but they've built their brands where they could command that price point, right? So for me, I want anybody and everybody to be able to afford my cigar and enjoy them. But at the same time, you realize for some people, like if your normal cigar is a Davidoff or Byron, a Patina is your budget cigar, Right. If your normal cigar is a AJ New World or a, you know, whatever, then a patina is going to be your premium cigar, right? And so I believe that the way the cigars are, they could appeal to anybody that smokes anything from a, 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 a beginner to somebody that smokes uh, complex, multi-layered cigars with a lot of depth to them. And that's, man, that, that's what we're shooting for. So the boutiqueness of the brand will never be built on some sort of branding or marketing or uh, I'm not going to use the word gimmick, but any sort of thing like that. It's going to be built on the quality of the cigars and the, and the appeal, that, the broad appeal that I believe they have. Um, and that's how it's going to be built. I think the, the real cool thing with you now using... Um... Uh, a different factory uh, Noxa is not only do you have access to the best tobacco with um, Oliva Tobacco right. Group, you have access to any tobacco you want, the best tobacco, and then you also have Raul Diesel who runs the factory, who yeah. is for all intents and purposes like a fucking like master blender. Like he's young, I think he's forty four. But yep. he's been doing this since he was like nine years old, um, and uh, um, 
for you know, I'm sure a lot of the listeners here know his brother um, Esteban is the guy behind um, uh, the he's uh, Skip's partner in Esteli at the Nica Sueño that factory. So them two guys, I mean their their story is, is fascinating how how close Raul and Esteban are, and uh, that's the cool thing about the factory you use is you can the tobacco you get the best tobacco, and you have someone like Raul who's in this every day. He's looking at tobacco. He's he's making sure everything's rolled right. They got a great team there. They got a great facility. It's clean. It's it's um it's awesome, you know. And yeah, I spent a, a lot of time there at the tobacco where they sort the tobacco, where they ferment it, where they cure it, and then a lot of time in the factory watching them roll it, explaining what they do differently and it's they draw test everything and they they age everything properly and you know it's uh, uh you gotta I mean I think it's it's a um really cool thing yeah man I mean look we talk a lot about establishing legitimacy in the eyes of the marketplace right and being with a factory like uh, Noxa certainly helps that and so that's one more step towards building legitimacy uh, not only to consumers but people that are also in the industry. And in terms of Raul Disla, this is a guy that I think everybody's going to get to know a little bit better, um, especially as this year goes on. I know he's doing a project with uh, Steve Saka. Um, he, to, to go back to Esteban, he would, um, Raul used to travel with Mike Rosales, I think, right? He used to do mm-hmm. stuff with him way back in the day. Um so Raul's kind of like a hidden gem. Uh, his English is not that great, so I feel like he hasn't been able to kind of take that next step to let people get to know him. But yeah. if, um, So it falls on guys like me, guys like Ian from Dapper, guys like Steve Saka to kind of introduce and talk about Raul to the world. And so uh, people need to know him, man. He does fantastic stuff. And another thing too is like with um, Esteban and, and Raul is they're they can do everything with tobacco. They can um, like they were a, a pair like they would roll and bunch and they could do both. A lot of times you can only do one or the other, and they were masters at both of them. And another thing that Raul did was he worked for Dunhill, and he's been to 22 countries and he would travel and do rolling events. And what made him special was. Not only could he roll you the, the cigar right there and it would draw perfect and everything, but he also knew how to how to take care of the tobacco. A lot of times when you're uh, you have a roller in the shop, the tobacco's not always well kept. Raul knows how to store the tobacco and how to treat it and how to to keep it so that he can work with it, you know, and that it tastes good after he rolls it, you know. So that's just another tool that Raul has, you know. He, he's been to, he's been to 22 countries. Yeah. Hey, Mo. Yes, sir. Danny's last name, is it pronounced Vasquez or Vasquez? I, I go with Vasquez. Um, I actually call him LaDaniel. LaDaniel. So I, never even say, I don't know why I call him LaDaniel, but that's just what I call him. All right, because I, I feel like I've heard Vasquez before, but yeah, my, my um, gut feeling well, is gringo- Vasquez. I believe it's Vasquez, but, the, you know, us gringos, we see a U before an E, and so we, we turn it into a W, right? And so. Well, I mean, I went to this <laughs> taqueria, um, it was called 
uh, Los Gallos, the rooster. Mm-hmm. And I assumed it was Gallos. But then I, I ch- ordered my burrito and I felt like the guy said Los Gallos. So the next time I went, I was trying not to say it because it's the name of the burrito. And I said, oh, I want the, um, you know, the big one. To, so that he could say back to me so I would know for a fact. And he's like, oh, which one? Which big one? And it was this whole ordeal because I was trying not to say it before he did. Um, yeah. But Sounds like a Seinfeld episode. Anyway, my, <laughs> my, dude, my housemate has been watching Seinfeld nonstop for the last five days. Uh, but anyway, Danny's wife has a TikTok. I'm wondering, does Danny himself have a TikTok? Uh, you're gonna have to ask him that. I, I think he does, uh, but I'm not sure. All right, we'll have to maybe get him on or ask him because I'm wondering: is there a cigar community on TikTok? Are there reviews no. on TikTok? I, I don't know about that. My, I, from what I understand, by and large, the community of TikTok is much younger people than us. <laughs> no, I. That's certainly than me. That's what I see it as well. That's why I haven't made one because I know all my students have it. Um, but in like 20 years, this younger generation, well, I mean, the, the cigar community is going to change. Probably I see it as being more social media based in 20 years. Um, so I still know if people are going to uh, prep yeah, for that what? and download TikTok to start repping their brand once uh, people become of age. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing with you. Uh, I, I think you're right. I think it will become more social media heavy, assuming that some sort of regulation doesn't come out that prohibits you from putting cigars online. But um, what platform that'll be is still up in the air because as hot as Instagram is now, it's going to have a shelf life. Like if you look at Facebook, Facebook is majority older people. Yeah. Right. Um, your low-end group of Facebook or your young group of Facebook is probably in their 30s now, right? Um, and then if you're a cigar smoker that uses Facebook, you, you might be a little bit younger and you still use Facebook. But um, people are gravitating towards Instagram. They're gravitating towards TikTok. Um, that just seems to be the way things are going and then whatever platform comes after that. but uh, Cigar yeah, noise. Be, that's right. That's right. So, well, you know, we'll see. I don't know. Yep. But it's, but man, I will tell you, and I've talked about this a lot, and you guys have heard me talk about this, the divide between social media cigar smoker world versus B&M cigar smoker world could not be more different. That's true. I don't think anybody in my lounge actually even has Instagram accounts yeah yep and what you see smoked in b&ms unless they have uh, an owner or manager employee who is very in tune with what is going on in the cigar world um you know it's the big name brands man that's all that they smoke so it's it takes a lot of effort to get a small brand to take off in a shop and a lot of and I always tell people, man, it's your cigar could be great, but if you don't have the support behind it on the B&M level, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I was talking with Tyler, I think, two pos- podcasts ago, um, that maybe in like 10 years it'd be 
cool to start a, a lounge near where my parents are because there's no lounge up there. I know when there was a cigar event at a winery, everyone was super interested in the cigars. Um, but it's California, so you have the tax. And I've talked to uh, the guys at Ohlone, and they say, I think the balance there is 20% boutique and 80% just cigars you can find anywhere else. Right. Right. That sounds about right, man. And that, that, that 20% might even be high. Huh. That's like on the higher end, I think, of most B&Ns. All right. Unless, they're, unless their humidor is all boutique, which some of them are and are successful at it. But that takes a lot of training of your customer base. Well, I know um, Buff Tyler, he seems like he's having events every week. Buff Tyler. Yeah, he's, now, he's no longer Nerd Tyler. He's Buff Tyler. All right. Swole. He's Swole Tyler. Good. He's looking good. But I feel like every week he has an event with a boutique company. So I'm, I'm curious what his percentage is down there in Texas. Well, I've been there. Um, they do they do a lot of everything, man. They have that humidor uh, literally has mainstream stuff and stuff that even I never even heard of before I went over there. So, um he does a little bit of everything, I would say. Similar to this Tyler. Tyler does a little bit of everything. This Tyler. Cool uh, Tyler. Swole Tyler and the other Tyler. There's Swole Tyler and then there's our Tyler. Tyler. Um, what I, the thing is, too, like I know I was listening to uh, the Cigar Authority. They are talking about how Dave Garofalo. Guys, I'm no going to the video off, by the way, because my battery. No problem. Okay. We'll, we'll wrap this up. Um, no, we, uh, we, uh, Cigar Authority, Dave was talking about how he does at Two Guys Smoke Shop. No brand is more than 10% of total sales. So um, maybe except for his own, but no brand is over like 10%. Where is this at, Tyler? Uh, two Guys Smoke Shop. Oh, okay. And then that got me thinking to like... Uh, that way you're not overly committed to, like, a certain brand if something happens. You know, uh, you're not fucked or whatever. Where I think, like, like I want Lake Country to be known as a a Roma Craft, like, the Roma Craft Lounge in Wisconsin, the Tatawahe Lounge, the Patina Foundation, kind of, like, those, those four brands are, like, my four favorite. So, like... You know, when, when Tatawai comes out with a, a CQ2, you know, we might get 10 boxes. Or Little Boris, we might be able to get a couple boxes, a little hassle. Or even we were we were one of the unlucky 26 this year. We got, you know, uh, um, dress boxes and all that stuff. So it's a – you got to figure out what you want to do. Or you could be like Smoke Ring Swole Tyler and have a little bit of everything, you know, where um, – we're, we're, we have, we have, um, you know, we have a little bit of Warped, we got a little bit of JSK, we got a little bit of, uh, Placencia, a little bit of, um, Espinosa, but then, you know, then we got a lot of, like, then we have a lot of, like, the big brands, General, Ashton, right. one day, Rocky, and stuff, but then we have, all, but we also have a lot of Roma and Tat, like, Roma, we have every facing, Tatawai, we have, like, 20 facings, you know. Would you so you gotta would you put Placencia in that smaller boutique category? No. 
based on the well, not on the cigar they make for other people, but like they have what maybe four or five lines. So kind of like Agonorsa carry... in that that sense. Yeah, like, yeah. Right. But I mean, obviously, Agonorsa and and well, Pacencia is number one growers in the world. They're growing the most wrapper out of anybody right now. Um, they get a lot of good wrapper out of uh, Nicaragua. So they make some good they make some good cigars. Yeah, they do. There's a lot of really good cigars out there right now. Mm-hmm. All right, let's end on an analogy. Uh, Mo, you came out with the precipitation. So if hail, which is a, I believe a form of precipitation, if hail mm-hmm. were a cigar, what cigar would it be? And I know hail in terms of precipitation is not seen as um, the best. It's not like rain. It's not a drizzle. It's not yeah. snow. Um, if hail, I, I got it for you. Yeah. If hail were a cigar, it would be something that overwhelms your palate, and you'd be done smoking the cigar for. You'd be done smoking cigars for that day or that week or whatever. That's what hail would be. All right. So an example would be like the Neanderthal. Like Neanderthal is a perfect last cigar of the night, or. If you're only smoking Neanderthal for the rest of the day, like don't start your day off with a Neanderthal, because it's gonna overpower you. Well, which which Vitola, the LH? Did you say any of them? Any of them? They're all super full. I have a Lancero. Body, I've never strength, smoked a Lancero, Lancero before, but I'm gonna light that up in the next week probably. Yeah, those are good. I got a few of them. The uh, see, it's funny when it comes to Romacraft. Like, I could smoke three Neanderthals and be fine. Give me one Aquitaine and I'm out. You see, now this is a, a quick question. And um, <clears throat> so when you when you hear of full strength versus full body, do you think strength is from Lajero? Or do you think it's from the, the fermentation po- um, process or vice versa? Like, I always think of strength. And I, I think... Because... I, Strength and body are is different. Mm-hmm. Do you, I always thought like I always think of strength as Lajero and body as like a Maduro. So I'd always say the Cro-Magnon is full bodied, the Aquitaine's full strength, and the the Neanderthal is full strength and full bodied. Tyler, you look like you're playing the piano right now, but yeah, I think you're <laughs> right. Um, but here's the thing. Uh, that's a very good way to put it. But I will tell you, this is why I get very, when people ask me, is, it, is this a strong cigar? Is this whatever? What I have found between retail and patina is that is such a personal thing that it's hard to really quantify or, or really like objectify what full body is or full strength. Because there are cigars that I can smoke that will do absolutely zero to me. And then there are cigars that will mess me up that will do absolutely nothing to somebody else. And I'm starting to wonder if it's best just to stay away from those types of um, those types of classifications because it really is just relative. Mm-hmm. You know? So I don't know. Like we were just talking about, the, if you take those three cigars, I could smoke Cro-Magnon all day. I could smoke Neanderthal all day. 
give me one Aquitaine and I'm done. Okay. Or it's probably the opposite for you guys. Right? Yeah. Um, and Skip explained it where it's, it has to do with, like, with, um, like, alcohol content. So I think I have it backwards. So I think you get strength from, um, like, uh, the Maduro and then, like, uh, the fermentation of it, you know, taking it the extra step to make it a Maduro. And then you get the, the body from, like, the Lajero, you know, because the Aquitaine uses a, um, a wrapper grown in Ecuador, Habano seed, top of the plant, Lajero. And then the Cro-Magnon, obviously, is a Maduro, um, Connecticut Broadleaf. So people don't realize how, when people think of strength, they think of Maduro. But what people don't realize is if you get a Habano, like with a Lajero type wrapper. So again, my Habano, I use a Viso wrapper, right? So if, if let's say on the Aquitaine, they use a Habano Lajero wrapper, that's a strong fucking tobacco. Habano mm -hmm. is ridiculously strong. And that's where I think a lot of people get messed up. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So. Viso. Viso horny. Viso horny. That's that the the podcast. No. All right. Um, you guys have any last comments? We probably should wrap it up. Thanks for having me on, guys. Always a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thanks for being on. You got it. Hey, for Appreciate all of it, you, for all of you non-gregarious types. Eat your beans, shelter in place, and do not fear to be a brab hog because you'll be by yourself quarantined. And smoke more patina. Yeah. Smoke them all. Well, not all, but... <laughs> <laughs> Most. All right, rock Later. and roll. Later. Yeah! yeah.